Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 100, and I'm drinking Gran Centenario Añejo Tequila. With each episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Gran Centenario on this episode because, of course, this is my 100th episode. It helps a bit to know that Centenario means centenary in English, and that's simply an uncommon way to say centennial. It commemorates a 100th anniversary, so while not as numerically spot-on as my last episode with 99 Bananas for episode 99, Gran Centenario Añejo Tequila seemed a good fit. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that this is my 100th episode that I've recorded and how I've been stockpiling booze as I acquire new bottles each and every week. This podcast has been tremendously fun, and I'm well on my way to achieving my goal of drinking more. If you've heard my earlier episodes, I often would mention that I started this podcast as a way to help me keep a New Year's resolution to myself, and that resolution was to drink more. I'm going on two years now and having kept up that resolution for sure. My thanks to everyone who's reached out and provided inspiration to keep me going with it. There's definitely more ahead, so be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen and that you follow me on social media. And I think I'm ready to commit to video becoming part of what I do with Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'll be launching a YouTube channel in due time while continuing with this audio podcast format. There are still so many liquors and liqueurs to drink, discuss, and discover. But now, on to Gran Centenario Añejo. The bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliters. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. And it retails for about $36. The bottle is Art Deco inspired, and it's similar to the bottle designed by the founder's son in 1920. The Plata and Reposado versions of Gran Centenario are closer to the original design with a more squared or rectangular shoulder, but this Añejo bottle is generally cylindrical with a more tapered shoulder up to a decent length neck. It's clear glass to showcase the naturally amber-colored spirit inside. The primary color on the label other than gold is blue. From the top down, the bottle is sealed with a stopper featuring a wooden top that has an angel blowing a horn laser engraved on it. A clear shrink wrap covers a blue neck band that has the date 1857 in the center with the Spanish text, Selección Suave, Establecido en 1857. Then, on the front shoulder, in a raised flat part, there's an emblem applied showing an agave plant with Lazaro J. Gallardo, 1857, arched around it. Below this is the main front label that's outlined in gold and features the brand's logo type for the name, Añejo for the style, and the same angel blowing a horn as on the stopper, taking up most of the space. 100% de agave tequila is also on the front label, Volume and proof information is printed small in the border of this label. Finally, on the front, there's a short, wide label that's blue with gold script text that reads, Selección Suave is a process in which the master distiller selects only the smoothest, best quality Añejo tequilas 
and blends them in accordance with the process established by Don Lazaro Gallardo in 1857. A lot number, Echo en México, and a founder's signature round out this label. A smaller back label provides a bit more detail on the brand and leaves enough space for a barcode and government warning. Okay, let's go ahead and give this a try. Got a new bottle and I got to get the shrink wrap off. Come on. Got that. Now let's go for a pop. Eh, it popped. As with all spirits on Liquor in the Core Connoisseur, I am tasting using a clean Glencairn glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass, tulip shaped, allows you to see the spirit, smell the spirit, and taste it. So let's go for a pour. I'm also tasting it neat, so that's room temperature right out of the bottle, no dilution. In the glass, it looks just like it does in the bottle. It's a beautiful dark amber color. And on the nose, oh, that's good. It's got a really fruity tequila nose to it. No burning in that first whiff either. Oh, that's nice. It's really pleasant. Some citrus notes from the agave. I pick up a little bit of oakiness to it. Perhaps some vanilla, maybe caramel. Oh, it's quite nice. It's just a, a very pleasant, refined tequila nose. So let's go for a taste. Hmm. Oh, that is, that is smooth or suave in Spanish. It's got a really nice mouthfeel. That's the thing I'm noticing about it. It's almost a little buttery. Um, and then, of course, it tastes like tequila. But let's go for another, another sip here. Yeah, you get agave flavor to it, this cooked agave because, of course, it is made from cooked agave. That's what they use to ferment it. Then there's an oakiness to it, because this is an añejo. It's aged, but it's slightly sweet. There's a bit of black pepper on the palate. It's a little spicy, but nice and mellow and smooth, well-balanced. One more taste. Yeah. Ah, tequila. It tastes like tequila and a good one at that. Now on to the history. So the label states in several places, Gran Centenario dates to 1857, but it didn't get its name for several more decades. It wasn't until 1895 that it was christened Gran Centenario. But before I get too much into the early history, it's worth mentioning that this is a rather special brand. Gran Centenario is the number one selling tequila brand in Mexico. That's verified by data. And that's really something to say. It's estimated that there are more than 900 brands of tequila available in the United States alone, with probably double that worldwide for sure. Tequila as a category has been exploding since around the new millennium. And with all the new and premium offerings out there, 
It's good to ground yourself in the brands that helped create the category. Gran Centenario is one of the oldest brands of tequila in the world. Jose Cuervo, that I covered in episode 81, is the oldest tequila brand in the world. Also, the parent company of Jose Cuervo now owns the Gran Centenario brand of tequila, having owned it for some time. So let's go back to the beginning, shall we? 1857. Tavern owner and tequila producer Lazaro Gallardo becomes what the industry recognizes to be the very first tequila master distiller in history. I don't really know how he became the first master distiller, but I'd conjecture it was his tavern ownership background that led him to it. As a tavern owner, he would have not been unlike other tavern owners who dealt in distilled spirits, shall we say, getting crafty with the spirits to develop a pleasing product for his customers to get them to return time and time again. Gallardo was producing his own tequila, but he used an innovative and proprietary process called Selection Suave. This was a blending process more than distilling, and it's still practiced by the brand today. Skillful blending is at the heart of some of the world's best spirits, and there's no reason tequila should be any different. The Selection Suave is a blending of the richest and smoothest tequilas to yield a product of exceptional quality and taste. In 1895, Gallardo gave the tequila its name Gran Centenario. This was done to commemorate both the start of the new century and to honor the coming 100th anniversary of Mexican independence that was 15 years ahead, celebrated in 1910. To coincide with the name, Gallardo chose the angel as the brand's logo. Specifically, this angel is the Angel of Independence, which appears on the Mexican Centenario 50 Peso Gold Coin, that was minted to commemorate the independence for the country. These coins command a high price today, well above their intrinsic value, if you're curious. Gallardo sells Gran Centenario from his tavern, but doesn't bottle it yet. Bottling was still very uncommon for distilled spirits in the late 1800s. Jose Cuervo was the first tequila producer to individually bottle, and that occurred only in the 1880s. So, Gran Centenario was sold from the barrel or cask up until 1920 when Lazaro Gallardo's son, Luciano, designs the Art Deco bottle adorned with the Angel of Independence and begins to sell the family brand. And, for a century, there's a gap in the history of the brand that I could uncover. It's a near total blank, but maybe that's fitting for a brand named for a century. The early bits of the internet history, which only stretch back not even three decades yet, had only passing reference to Gran Centenario, mentioning some packaging changes, the Añejo went from a green label to a blue label, and most reviewers agree the green label version tasted better, but I can't find any real specifics. I can't even easily find out when Beckel, the parent company of Jose Cuervo, acquired the Gran Centenario brand. And believe me, I like to be well-researched and I've read through annual reports and trademark documents, I get a hint from a trademark application that perhaps they acquired Gran Centenario in 1995, but I don't have definitive proof on that. What I can say, though, is Gran Centenario has been part of the Cuervo family since at least 1995. In what I consider a clever bit of marketing, Gran Centenario includes this text prominently in their marketing materials. 
Today, we remain a family-owned business and carry on the same traditions that have transcended generations. Technically, that's true. Beckel is majority owned by the Beckman family, direct descendants of Jose Cuervo. So even though the company is listed on the Mexican Stock Exchange, it's true to say it's family-owned. Just not the family you may think. That's the story as best I can tell it. Now, on to how it's made. This is 100% de agave, so it's all made from the Weber Blue agave. The agave used to produce the tequila are all highland grown and are typically 10 to 12 years old when harvested. Tequila brands are registered in Mexico, and Gran Centenario carries the NOM, or Norma Oficial Mexicana, referred to as a Norma, which is a register of manufacturing locations in Mexico, assigned by the Consejo Regulador del Tequila, a governing body for tequila in Mexico. So the four-digit code identifies each Norma, and Gran Centenario's is 1122. It's tucked in on the back label under the barcode. Handy thing about this is for all tequila that's true Mexican registered tequila, you can look up the Norma number on the bottle and find out where it's made. Number 1122 for Gran Centenario points to Casa Cuervo in tequila, Jalisco, Mexico. The agave, after they're harvested by an El Himador, which is a person with a large, very sharp knife on a handle referred to as a coa, when the El Himadors harvest the agave, they'll cut off all of the long leaves and you're left with what's referred to as the piña, so named because it looks like a very giant pineapple. It's really starchy and it's got a lot of sugars in it. And so when it's cooked, it will then create enough sugar that can be fermented with yeast and then you'll get alcohol out of that. So the agave are cooked in a high pressure autoclave style oven. Then they're pressed using roller mills. The juice is then fermented in stainless steel tanks before going through a double distillation process in column stills. This being an añejo, which translates to old, designates it as having been aged for at least one year, but less than three years, as tequila older than that should carry the extra añejo label, or extra old. And in fact, Gran Centenario does have an extra añejo in their range, named Leyenda, or Legend. It's supposed to be excellent and a value for the price, but still it retails for around $150 a bottle, and while I wanted to celebrate this special 100th episode, I settled for the $36 offering for the Añejo. Perhaps I'll spring for the Leyenda in the future. The Gran Centenario Añejo is aged in new, charred, American oak barrels for up to 16 months. There's then a blending process, the Selección Suave, they'll use to get the flavor profile intended for the bottling. And in the bottling process, there will also be filtering, cutting down to 40% ABV for bottling proof with the addition of pure or distilled water, and of course some quality control steps before it's shipped off to waiting consumers like me. And that's what I know about how it's made. So now, on to cocktails and consumption. As an añejo, this can be enjoyed as a sipping tequila. I most likely will consume the entire bottle neat, just on its own, right out of the bottle. It's not recommended that you really chill it too much. Never put this in the freezer. This Añejo will mix well, and they have a signature cocktail on their website they call the Golden Angel. It's one and a half parts Gran Centenario Añejo 
with some ginger, lemon and lime juice, some agave syrup, and a dash of kosher salt. I'll post the recipe in show notes. So in summary, what do I think of Gran Centenario Añejo Tequila? I must admit, this is really good. It's a great value for the money. 36 bucks for a bottle. That's nothing, really, these days. And it's a really good tequila, in my opinion. It's unpretentious. It's not some new ultra-premium offering from, I don't know, some celebrity. There's a number of them lately. This brand has been around for a long time. Yes, Cuervo owns it, but Cuervo has tequila on lock. They know tequila better than anybody. Also, I must say I'm a little surprised with myself that I have never heard of the brand until I started doing this podcast and really frequenting liquor stores and researching a lot of different distilled spirits. It's not one that I ever noticed in bars or really saw friends drinking. And that's a bit of a shame. I know it's the number one brand in Mexico. It's the number one selling brand in Mexico. That, when you look at the details, I think it's really just the Plata, the silver or white tequila version is the number one selling. But it also includes the Reposado and then the Añejo as well. Regardless, it's a great tequila. It's number three in Cuervo's brand portfolio for tequilas. It's after Cuervo themselves, so it's a Cuervo brand and the 1800 brand, and then Gran Centenario is right there. For the price, I'm going to pick up the other expressions. I'm going to get the Plata and the Reposado, and again, maybe if I'm feeling wealthy or something, I may spring for the Leanda someday. So, that's going to do it for this 100th episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on your favorite podcast platform. I'm also on social media. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. And I really do love hearing from my listeners, be it a comment on a social media post, a direct message to me, email, all my contact information is in show notes. So if there's something you'd like me to cover in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. I have a growing list of spirits that I've not yet covered, but intend to. So more to come. And as always, thank you for listening.